podcast is Houston and I'm here with a short interview that I did with the incomparable Rain St. Clair of the University of Oklahoma Gaylords College of Journalism and Mass Communications. Uh, This is a top 10 journalism school in the United States and we have a really good interview I think that talks about COVID, it talks about uh, story world, talks about super story, it talks about uh, you know being a wannabe and being smoked out uh, with discipline problems rather than access problems. We talk about how to structure your career for post, uh, post-COVID post uh, workplace and work environment. So anyway, we, we kind of cover it all in just a sh- very short amount of time. So uh, I think this can bring you value and can help you. So I wanted to put it on the podcast and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Hi, Gaylord. Hi, world. This is Rain St. Clair from Gaylord College. And uh, today I'm very, very excited to be joined by Houston Howard. Houston is the author of, as you already know, you're going to need a bigger story. Great book. If you don't have this book, and he did not tell me to plug this, but if you do not have this book, you must, as a storyteller, get this book. And Houston is also one of the co-founders of 1-3 Creative. And we'll see if he can tell us a little bit about that. I bet you that he can. So, Houston, welcome. Sure. Yeah, I'm super happy to be here. I need to start giving you kickbacks on the book, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, I'm uh, 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 co-founder, uh, chief storyteller of a One Three Creative, where a transmedia um, a transmedia firm that uh, creates multi-platform content helps creators uh, create multi-platform strategies for their own content. Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff in education, and um, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. You are, of course, well-known uh, through your work and your business, through your books. Uh, I discovered you, by the way, first of all, on uh, YouTube uh, through Film Courage, and I know you have your own Film YouTube Courage, yeah. channel as well. Uh, those are great interviews, and you can get, uh, as a viewer, you can get a lot, a lot of information that's in the book uh, through those videos, but just to kind of lay some groundwork here. You are known as kind of an evangelist for the following ideas, super stories, story worlds, and transmedia. So what's a super story? What's a story world? What's transmedia? And how do all those things fit together professionally? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so you sort of the the simplest way uh, to to explain it is what I call a super story is, is, it's really moving away from just the single channel entertainment model. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, fictional entertainment, just a single channel storytelling to, to elevate that to a broader brand uh, to where now there's multiple stories uh, that are being told in multiple mediums in a way where all those stories work together uh, to create one bigger whole. So we're elevating single channel product into a diversified brand that uses diversification, uses volume, and uses synergy between the products to create sort of this really super cool um, uh, uh, 
experience for the fans where all these things connect in this awesome way. And so it's akin to, you know, also on the, on the larger end of things, uh, you know, if you're paying attention to what Marvel's doing or what Star Wars is doing, uh, you know, if you've never seen Transmedia before your eyes, it's, uh, you know, watch WandaVision, watch The Mandalorian, holy smokes, like it's so exciting just as a, as a geek. And as a nerd, like like all this the 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 stuff that's coming to top a market and how they're connecting, you know, a live action Disney Plus digital series with animated cartoons, pulling in animated characters, making them live action, spinning off into their own shows, uh, tying back into movies, spinning off new movies. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, it, with WandaVision, you have things a supporting character from Ant Man, a supporting character from Thor, who have now become central characters in a in a in a in a series all around supporting characters from Age of Ultron and how they're tying all in. It's just absolutely insane. Um, so you see that in the top of market, but then you also you know see Superstory happening uh, at at, at uh, you know in, at more indie levels and experimental levels. Uh, you know, in the music industry, in the video game industry, and in publishing. Uh, a lot of people are using a lot of different models because I, I'm, I firmly believe that this is one of the greatest, most opportunistic times to be a creator uh, that the, there's ever been, especially since the, the, the um, invention of the printing press. I just think there's there, the means of production, the means of distribution have been democratized and, and you're seeing people lean into that. And so uh, so transmedia is, is basically the same thing. I just think that's a sort of a funky word. So I just started talk, calling it super story, super meaning something bigger right than than one thing and um uh and so uh so so you know we're, we're wrapping that all together in sort of one one package all these different stories that interconnect and uh you know we're figuring out how to leverage those things things in today's market to be able to compete in today's market uh which is a market that we haven't seen uh, before it's a commoditized entertainment market, and that's just something new that that people in the entertainment industry, not just in the entertainment industry, just you know, in in media, are are experiencing journalism, uh, everything. Everybody's sort of feeling that same pain. That's a great story, especially with the Mandalorian. It is absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, I know that in some in in the book, in some of your uh, previous interviews. You know, you talk about uh, Star Wars, just the Star Wars DNA being just such sure. a great example of, of the, the super story. Okay, so story, storytelling, yeah. that's the buzzword in everything in new media and uh, in old media as well. Uh, at, Ga at Gaylord College, uh, when you go to our website, it says, we are a college of storytellers. So how do you think storytelling maybe has or maybe has not changed in the age of COVID. And what advice would you have for college students, whether they're in film or broadcasting or media or publishing, what advice would you have for both learning about and creating commercially attractive stories in the current and hopefully uh, soon post COVID age? Yeah. So, uh, so it's interesting, like uh, with, with, with what's going on and with COVID and how much COVID has changed, you know, not just, you know, the world, but the, the entertainment industry in particular, because it's, it's disrupted uh, the single channel model. 
And, you know, I mean, we've always heard that saying, like, don't put your eggs in one basket, because if you drop the basket, you lose all the eggs. But then, you know, but you have, you know, the film industry in particular uh, has been sort of centered around uh, this all your eggs in one basket model where you put $200 million to a film, you hope and pray to the little baby Jesus that, that everybody shows up on the opening, uh, you know, weekend of the box office. And if that works, then we'll, you know, we'll sort of grow from there. But it's just one big crazy gamble. And it's, uh, you know, sort of this nutty model. And uh, what we've seen now, the winners and losers out of COVID have been people that put all the eggs in one basket, uh, you know, with with uh, theatrical releases, with music, uh, you know, performances and concerts, with anything that requires sort of live, um, uh, you know, live presence of people. Those people have struggled under COVID. The, 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 the models and, and the creators that have that have worked best over COVID are, are the ones that have been a little bit more fluid that, that, you know, you take away one, one thing, we still have three or four that, that we can, uh, we can lean on. So I always like, I think the healthiest entertainment models are, are built like, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, think of them like, um, uh, like an 18 wheeler to where uh, an 18 wheeler, when it blows a tire, that 18 wheeler keeps going down the road. Uh, but most, most, pre-COVID entertainment has always been built like a big expensive unicycle. And if you blow a a tire on a unicycle, you know, you're hitting the ground. And so all of a sudden COVID just, you know, blew out, uh, you know, every unicycle tire that we've seen. And now it's sort of, it's accelerated the disruption of the industry a, a thousand times faster. And so, uh, so that's the big change in COVID is, is that traditional model that has been, uh, sort of built as a way to keep people out and to sort of maintain a, a model that's been around 100 years, we're starting to see that now sort of the cracks in that and the opportunities for, for, for disruption uh, in, in a really good way. I think movies will come back and I think, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, we're going to see things come back. But now all of a sudden, I think you're, people are going to be a lot more hesitant to put all the eggs in one basket. And we've heard all this before. We've, that, that phrase has been around forever. The, the, uh, you talk to any stockbroker and they'll, and they'll talk to you about the wisdom of a diversified portfolio, right? Like we, we hear that over and over and over again. But entertainment has always stayed in a bubble to where those normal market forces of the rest of the world hasn't been able to penetrate. But now that entertainment is commoditized, and especially because of COVID, um, that, that has popped that bubble to where the rest of the world has come to bear on the industry. Interesting to note. And of course, you know, as students, uh, especially upperclassmen getting ready to graduate, this is such a concern is how has the marketplace changed? You know, a lot of my classmates in their online bios, um, they say they'd really love to land a job at Netflix, <laughs> mm-hmm. or if not, they'd like to be writing and producing music videos or, or something really, uh, really glamorous like that. How hard sure. is that going to be really in today's job market? And what advice would you give for someone who has that kind of a career goal just coming out of college? Yeah. So, uh, so that's, a, I mean, it's a great question. I mean, I, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm an educator, uh, in addition to some of the other things that I do. And so I deal with sort of college level students all the time. And, uh, you know, 
my it's, it's two parts to this and, and what i would encourage people to do the thing that COVID has presented i think COVID has presented this tremendous opportunity uh that uh, you know with quarantine with, with remote working now with um you know outside if, if you've been able to stay healthy if you've been able to sort of keep your job and and, and you know still work and or you know maintain some income i think the opportunity now is uh is time and it's opened up so much time for people. Uh, we have the technology. We have the means of production have been democratized so that, you know, we have something that shoots 4K resolution just in our pocket all the time. We have anything that we need to uh, to uh, mix, uh, you know, record and mix and master and distribute an album. Uh, we can make our own video games. We can create, write our own books and distribute our own books. The means of production and the means of distribution have been democratized to where that's no longer a question anymore. And, uh, and so right now, we can attack the market with the tools that we have with podcasts and TikTok videos and, and, and YouTube videos and self-published novels and, and like, you know, independent music. We're going to be attacking the market with all of our content right now. Um, and, and people aren't taking advantage of that opportunity. And, uh, and so what I would say to college students is, already be attacking the market you're waiting on the big studios to uh to to write you a giant check and and to make all your dreams come true um when i think the big and that's really i i liken that to a hail mary pass forgive my sports ball analogy down to you're in oklahoma that makes sense the uh uh you're sitting back on your own one yard line and you're just chucking the ball down the field and every now and then that works and every now and then somebody will catch that ball um, but but really the better path forward is to do the hand-to-hand -hand combat that allows you to move that ball down the field 5, 10, 15 yards at a time so that you don't have to rely on this Hail Mary to work. And so what I would say is, is to, to any college students that are looking to – to uh, to leverage their way into the entertainment industry, take advantage of the access that we have. Before, the the access was limited to people in LA, and it was all about who you know. Uh, but right now, the thing that moves the needle in Hollywood, and what, say Hollywood, just the entertainment industry, it's all about audience. And and he who can create audience has the leverage, and you can push your way in. Um, you know, and, and you see these things with like, you know, if, if you go viral on TikTok, right? If you get an audience on TikTok, all of a sudden now you're getting, th those are the people that are getting signed to record deals. Those are the people that are getting the Netflix deals, uh, not the people that write the best scripts, not the people that are, uh, you know, have the, the best sort of artistic integrity. It's all about audience. And if you can aggregate audience, now you push your way into the industry in a bigger and better way. Um, uh, and here's the cool thing about it. You can now do that from Oklahoma. You can do that from Austin. You can do that from, uh, from Nigeria. They can't keep you out because of your location, your, your inexperience, your, your you know, sexual orientation, your religious beliefs. They can't, your gender, they can't keep you out based on any of this stuff anymore because he who has audience wins. So my encouragement to students is attack the market with the tools that we have now. Like, Here's the thing, Rain, that, that, that I think is super interesting is it's easy for people to kick back and say, you know what, if I only, if like, if, if I write the best scripts and I write to have the best stories and it's just like, if, if I would ever get a meeting with somebody, they would see, but I can't get meetings and, 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 and you blame it on a lack of access. But now everybody has the access directly to the consumer directly to the audience through the miracle that is the internet. And so if you're not taking advantage of that now with the tools that we have now, 
Um, I feel like people are being exposed and smoked out as just wannabes. You're like, you're just all talk. Like if, if you don't, if you're not doing what you have, doing something with what you have now, then, then, uh, then maybe you just don't have the talent that you think you had, right? Or the horsepower you think you had because, uh, because everybody that's not taking advantage. I mean, how many, Rain, how many times have you ever heard people say, if I only had time to write that novel, I'd write it. And guess what? We've all been sitting at home for a year and most people still haven't written that novel. So, so what, what that is, is, is those people are being exposed to where it's not an access problem, it's a discipline problem. And that's what COVID has done. It's smoked out a lot of people. But here's the thing I would say about career is, is I think what we're seeing now is, again, all the eggs, not in one basket. Let, let's try to diversify the portfolio to where I think careers need to look more like a mosaic than single channel just like your entertainment and so all of a sudden guess what if you're if you're single channel in your career and and you're a post-production editor right you're you're, you're an editor you work in color correction you color correct movies right and that's what you do and, I, and you've done that for 15 20 years guess guess what um as soon as ai like next week starts to color correct the film guess what you're out of a job Right. Uh, what's what's going to happen when AI starts being able to write scripts? Uh, right now, we laugh at them because they're funny because they're not very good right now. In five years, they're going to be good. What's going to happen when they begin to write songs and mix and master records and, 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 and be able to generate a newspaper? Right. Just out of, you know, in, in the publication and newsletter just through AI and, and write their own articles. Uh, what happens if you have leveraged your whole career in one way and then you're disrupted? It's the same problem that truck drivers in Pennsylvania are feeling with driverless cars now. They're like, what else am I supposed to do? I've been disrupted. And so now I think everybody needs to be looking at a, a, a career model of um, diversification. And so with me, if you ask me, what do you do, Houston? Well, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a creator, I'm an educator and a professor. Like I'm all of these things. So all of a sudden, guess what? If I'm, if, if, if I'm in film and television, COVID hits and all the production falls out and there's no film and television to be, to be made, guess what? I'm still working because I'm still speaking. I'm still teaching. I'm still writing, right? Uh, and like, you know, if for some reason, no, there, nobody's booking speakers anymore, guess what? I'm still producing. I'm still creating. I'm still, do, I'm still writing. If nobody reads my books anymore, guess what? I'm still producing. I'm still speaking. I'm still educating. Like, if nobody goes to school anymore, I still ha I'm, the, I'm the 18-wheeler that has all those other wheels to keep going down that road, right? So that's what I would encourage everybody to do is, is think about how to, how to create a mosaic. I think everybody should figure out how to, how to build an expertise but like, you know, go ahead and create a podcast where you're also educating, write a book where you're helping people, uh, you know, uh, learn a skill set in a different way, you know, diversify your skill sets and your career so that if, if the bottom falls out because of COVID-24, right, that uh, hopefully doesn't ever happen. But let's say something happens in three years, COVID-24 comes, all of a sudden now, uh, you know, you're better positioned to keep moving forward because you have some other things to fall back on. 
man, that is fantastic advice. And I love the analogy of the of the 18-wheeler. Exactly. One tire goes out, they just keep on rolling down the road. Okay, so sure. in our in our building, uh, in our college, we have uh, professional writing. Uh, we also have broadcast news. We have broadcast and sports entertainment. We have advertising. We have public relations. My question here, super stories and transmedia, how do they fit, do you think, as an educator and as a consultant, how do they fit into what we would call sort of alt careers, non-traditional entertainment careers, how do they fit into alt careers like news broadcasting or even advertising? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all it's all about extending the story. It's like, how do you extend the story across platforms? So if you look at the principles of The Mandalorian and WandaVision, right, they're taking stories and they're extending the stories into different mediums and different platforms. Uh, and the thing about with, with sports, right, um, and, and sports actually has been leveraging the transmedia model uh, very well for a number of years to where, you know, you have the game, but then you also have like a 30 for 30 you know, ESPN short film series that, uh, you know, that gets into the stories of the athletes. And then you have, you know, sort of the news article that the, you know, in, in ESPN, the magazine that goes into the training before the game or the off season training. And then you have the, 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 you know, actual ESPN news shows, and then you actually have the game that airs on ESPN. And, and so what all that is, is the same principle that now you're seeing in sort of in modern, modern media. It's how do I, how do I take the story that I'm presenting either through a news broadcast, either through uh, you know a documentary, either through you know sports or or whatever. How do I how do I then extend that story in different ways for different people to find it and different people to engage with it and and create sort of a, you know synergy between those things? Uh, it's the exact it's the exact same principle um, uh, that that the Marvel uses. And so, but what you have to figure out is what is my story. Right. What is my story? And uh, so, so if I were, you know, say one of the things you look at in, in uh, sort of the fictional side of entertainment when you're, you know, uh, going way back three questions ago, when you say, what is a story world and how does it work together with everything else? So one of the things that you look at is, is what is the world of the story? What is the uh, what is uh, sort of that setting and how does that setting produce more? Um, more story opportunity uh, for new characters and new stories to kind of pop out, right? One of the one of the brilliant things that George Lucas did is, is he built the world of Star Wars, which is bigger than just a singular character. Well, and so how do we use that principle for say, you know, say a news report on, uh, you know, on somebody um, on, on like a, a nursing home crisis, right? Uh, uh, all of a sudden, you say, okay, I'm following this, you know, this one. Um, this one character in let, let's say there's a news report not about nursing home but like a uh, let's say there's an apartment building that um, that that burned down right and you're and you're you're interviewing a, a, a couple whose whose apartment got burned down right that's their story but the story world is the apartment building right the, the, the that's the world which there's other people that live in the apartment building so I would already be thinking okay who what are who are some other people that live in that apartment building that have been impacted maybe by this event or maybe there were some interesting things about the apartment building that we could explore before the fire occurred and uh you know and how do we mine the other people that live in that apartment building for their stories in such a way that all of a sudden we're creating a bigger hole out of this and listen 
all of it doesn't have to be the news broadcast. All of a sudden, there may be one story that's better for a podcast series, right? There may be one story that's better for the news broadcast. Maybe there's there's a print series that can go, you know, on the website or on actual, you know, uh, newspapers if they make those things anymore. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, but yeah, there may be there may be some interesting other ways to then um, express all those other stories. But then you can create that synergy uh, between those things, and they all work together. It's the exact same principles of Marvel and Star Wars just put to use in just different platforms and different media and you're really just a different genre. Awesome. Okay. I bet your lunch is almost there, if not already. Tell us how we can follow you on your various media, please. Yeah. So, uh, so you can follow me on Twitter, uh, uh, Houston uh, underscore Howard. Um, you can uh, go to my website, superstory.works. Superstory.works. That's where uh, my company are. My company is. Um, I have a podcast that uh, that has been doing really well called the Superstory Podcast. You can check that out in on um, on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I want to thank you for your time. Incredibly generous. Uh, again, the man is Houston Howard. This book, which he did not tell me to plug, but if you don't get this, <laughs> you're just you're just missing out. And I'm just so appreciative of your time and generosity today. Thanks, Houston. It's great to meet you and talk to you.